0: And I'll go back to what you said a second ago, is that if you don't feel imposter syndrome, it's possible maybe you're not stepping out into anything scary right now. <laughs> so, so if you do feel it, know that you're not alone.
1: Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're gonna meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling at all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. The devil has many schemes, and one of the biggest ones may be imposter syndrome. The belief that you are not good enough, the feeling of shame that you are ill-equipped for the role or task God has called you to. It's really a silly scheme because God equips the called, so there shouldn't be any question about your ability to complete the job. But you're human, and I'm human. So imposter syndrome continues to be a tactic that the enemy uses to try to dim the light and glory of God through us. My guest Merit Ansa is passionate about helping Christian women clarify their God-given purpose so they can start living from courage and inspiration instead of fear and procrastination. She's the host of the Devoted Dreamer podcast, a life coach, and creator of the Dreamer Lab. She supports women of faith in building community, clarity, and confidence as they step into their God-shaped dreams. When Merritt started the Devoted Dreamer podcast in 2016, she felt like an imposter. After several years and thousands of listeners, Merritt feels more confident in her craft. Through her journey of imposter syndrome, she's developed confidence and practical and biblical ways to overcome it. So listen in as Merritt and I chat about our battles with imposter syndrome, how you can practically fight it, and how to charge ahead when you feel inadequate. Hey, Merritt, welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast. Hi, Erica. Thanks for having me. It is so fun to have you on today because you are a fellow podcaster, which is always a treat to have somebody who understands what I do. <laughs> <laughs> right fun to talk shop a little bit before this, but you've been podcasting for quite some time, and honestly, I feel a little pressure to perform today, which is actually a good thing because our topic is imposter syndrome, and I don't think I'd be feeling that pressure if I didn't have a little bit of the imposter syndrome, so it's a perfect setup for what we're talking about today.
0: You know, I feel you. (laughs) I think we kind of all wrestle with that, but... Yeah, we'll cover it. And I'm right there with you. We're always learning, aren't we?
1: Oh, yeah. Amen to that. I would
0: love to get
1: started by you sharing about your podcast and then a little bit about your business and what you
0: do. Sure. My podcast is called Devoted Dreamers, and this is a space um, where I'm building community among women who have what I call a God-shaped dream. So something they feel God's put on their hearts. I know you talk about this a lot on your show, but just the ways that He might be speaking into our hearts about things we could use the gifts, talents, and life experiences we've had for the good of others and for His glory and for His kingdom. I've been podcasting since 2016. I didn't start out knowing what I wanted to do with this podcast, but today I'm also a life coach for women who have God-shaped dreams. I have a program called the Dreamer Lab, and our goal is just to get people out of that Procrastination and fear, and into community and taking real action, even if it's like teeny tiny action on their dreams. And that's where the magic happens, as I've found, is those teeny tiny little steps of your dreams. They all just compound and make things happen. Absolutely. We think it's this leap of faith that sounds like jumping off a cliff. And in reality, like for the podcast, it's just recording one thing at a time, or writing one set of show notes, or sending one email to that dream guest that you'd love to have on your show. It's not like, you know, I've got to put it all on the line right now. (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that pairs so
1: well with imposter syndrome and what we're going to chat about because you can get stuck so easily with those little tasks that you end up doing nothing because you think, oh my gosh, who am I to reach out to that person or who am I to start this thing, even just like one little step? But before we really dive into those nitty gritty details, let's get a little broad and general. And I think, you know, most of us have heard what imposter syndrome is, but I think it'd be a great way to just really set that foundation to give that definition of what imposter syndrome is and then some ways that it should. Shows up that maybe we know of, and then some ways that we may not attribute to imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with the dictionary definition because sometimes we can take what's been put into the world and go, okay, what does that actually mean? And this is what I teach in my imposter syndrome course called Dreamers Unleashed. The Oxford Dictionary defines imposter syndrome as the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved by your own efforts or skills, which is a lot of words. Um, But the way that I read that is that I just need to believe that my success is deserved or legitimate. And the problem is with imposter syndrome is that I don't believe that. (laughs) Or maybe I haven't even had any success yet. And so... If I believe the dictionary as my source, then I just need to try harder to make myself believe, but I will ultimately fail at that. And you know, you hear a lot of things like these affirmations, like I am enough, or you've got this, you can do it. And that continues to point back to our own ability <laughs> to just try harder or pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or just just believe differently. And I think um, we even can run into friends who mean well, who are like, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Like you shouldn't feel that you're not good at this or that you're not enough. And even that can increase these feelings of imposter syndrome and add to this underlying shame that comes with it. That we just feel unqualified or unworthy and so based on the women that i've talked to over the years who have big dreams and who struggle with imposter syndrome we've discovered that it really is a ploy of the enemy that it's a symptom or an indicator that for this moment we have forgotten who we are we've forgotten our identity in christ And when we try to cure it on our own, that does result in shame. And I don't know if you've heard of Kurt Thompson, but he has a book called The Soul of Shame. And when I read this little section that he wrote, it opened my eyes to what is actually going on with imposter syndrome. So Kurt Thompson says that shame is the emotional weapon that evil uses to one, corrupt our relationships with God and each other, and two, to disintegrate any and all gifts of vocational vision and creativity. So when we feel shame, it breaks that relationship between us and God because we're not really seeing who we truly are in Him. And then it's stealing this opportunity that we would be able to use the creativity and the gifts that God's given us. And then Thompson also goes on to say, um, and he defines this as like the enemy's primary means of preventing us from using the gifts we've been given. Those gifts were intended to help us flourish as a light-bearing community of followers of Jesus. And basically the enemy's using shame and imposter syndrome to thwart evangelism, to thwart bringing God's glory to earth. And I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) We, we are being sabotaged and it's more than just our dreams. It's God's plan, the great commission that he's trying to stand in the way of. Yeah, sabotage is such a good word to use for that because we not only
1: sabotage ourselves by thinking that way, we're sabotaging the plans that God has for us, and it's really the devil that's deep down. But if you let it win, that's what happens. And just to be transparent for today, you know, I'm doing some batch recording for the podcast, and the first one I recorded this morning, and I'm almost to episode one hundred. So I've been doing this, you know, for almost a hundred different times. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this. You think that I would feel so confident in what I am doing. You know, wouldn't you? You know, like a hundred times. You think like I'm I'm an expert in this. Like I've done this a hundred times. I got done with that episode and I felt like, what am I doing? I totally botched this interview. I'm horrible. Why do people listen to me? Like, Mm. Lord, you got it wrong. I got it wrong. Do I need to like go get some schooling on this or like what, you know, and this whole mental game just started setting me up. And I was like, I have two more interviews to do today. And so I stopped myself and realized, oh yeah, I'm having this conversation with Mara today. This is perfect oh because, you know, he's yeah. trying to get at me and I was like, "Well, guess what, Satan? I'm using this for the episode to then like help other women and continue to shine the light for the glory of God." I had to have that realization that I needed to go to him. Mm -hmm. I needed to go to the Lord and just pray saying like, I don't feel equipped, but I know that you have equipped me to do this. And I just need to remember, even if I did botch it, you know, we're not perfect. Even if I did, then that's okay. I can get back up and I can learn from it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that interesting, though, that the enemy would be like, I'm going to get you on the day <laughs> that we're talking about imposter syndrome. Let's see if she falls for it this time. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. And I think, too, for
1: people that you think someone has it altogether when they've gotten to a certain Spot. So, you know, I would, if I was looking Mm -hmm. at somebody who had a podcast at 100 episodes, 200 episodes, 300 episodes, that they would never feel these things. And they would be like 100% confident. That's not always the case. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's the lie that we would compare ourselves to somebody who like appears better, you know, and think, oh, well, they know what they're doing. Therefore, I don't. And it's like completely unrelated. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my question to you is, cause I felt that today, yeah. you know, as far as I am in, do you feel that way with your podcast or your business or what
0: areas have you felt imposter syndrome? Yeah. You know, um, there are some ways that I only like really today in preparing was able to look back and go, Oh yes, that was, totally imposter syndrome like especially early on when i was doing some things i think it it can happen anytime it can happen if you're experienced or it can happen early on but i have noticed this theme in my life of needing or wanting to feel chosen for a role so having like external validation that yes, Merit, you should try this, or I see this in you. And then it would be like, oh, okay. But before I could like really truly step into something. So there's several examples in my life, like in college, like being elected to a certain role was you know, the thing that gave me my authority to be the thing that I thought I wanted. Also, I was a freelance writer for 12 years and early in that career, I wouldn't even call myself a writer. I was like, well, I write things for people. Like it's, this is what I do, But I couldn't like own the identity because I felt so inexperienced or not good enough. Certainly with my podcast, in the first six months that I was doing it, I ended up going to this enormous conference with other leaders and podcasters and writers. And I was like, you know, I'm going to meet people and have to introduce myself. And it says it on my name tag, like podcast host. And I just felt like such a fraud okay, yes, I do this, but I certainly don't feel expert or like I'm good enough that anyone would want to look at it. And anyway, yeah, just all these ways that the enemy tries to make us want to act small or hide the dreams that God has hidden in our hearts. So yes, right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're not human if we don't feel that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. How do we practically battle it? So just said, I think we're not human if we don't battle it. And if you don't, my goodness, God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have some of what you're having. But how do we practically battle it in the day-to-day? And then really, how do we biblically battle it? They're all one in the same, but I think there's biblical approach and then there's like practical approaches that we can combine together to really just have this force to
0: fight it. Yeah, well, and I'll go back to what you said a second ago, is that if you don't feel imposter syndrome, it's possible maybe you're not stepping out into anything scary right now. <laughs> so uh, so if you do feel it, know that you're not alone. But I think for me, it goes back to um, at least the biblical question is understanding the source of where... What voice is speaking to me when I feel that way? John 10.10 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And so if the light that God has given me to shine out into the world is feeling attacked, so the good things that God's given me, I feel like I want to hide or I'm afraid to share. I have to remember the source is that's coming from the enemy. and so that is just like constantly reminding myself. And like you did earlier, like get into the truth and remember like who God made you and that he gave you this thing and he doesn't expect you to be perfect. But also I think it's super helpful practically to be in community with others who are pursuing something new or that feels like it was going to require a lot of courage. So if you're with other people who are willing to be honest about like, yeah, I struggle with this too. It almost kind of takes the weight out of it a little bit. I remember when I was first podcasting, that was something that just really opened my eyes. Um, I always asked my guests, do you ever feel fear as you're walking into your dream? And the most public voices, like women that had spoken on stages in front of thousands were like, yeah, I still feel fear sometimes. And it was like, oh, really? It's not just me? And so you start to feel not as alone in it. And then it reminds you to go back to the truth, you know, that it's God's strength that we have to rely on, that we have got to keep our eyes fixed on him, that he's the one that gives us perfect peace when we trust in him and fix our thoughts on him instead of what the enemy is trying to use to steal from us all
1: that is so important. The one point that stuck out to me was that reality of the community and having those conversations because you feel like you're so alone. So I think that's so important. I also think it's important to connect with people who are doing what you're doing. So we had a conversation months ago, you and I connected through the Truly Co and had Lindsay on before, but we connected and had a conversation. And I was, in my mind, I would think, Oh man, like Merritt would never feel this way or anything. And then we had the conversation. I was like, she's just like me. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh my gosh, she's just like me. And so that was just so, so great because we could talk the talk and understand what each other was going through. And I think that's so important. Something that happened recently. I went to a conference and Craig Rochelle was speaking and he was speaking to other pastors. So it was pastors teaching other pastors or ministers or people in ministry how to preach and teach. Mm -hmm. And he got up and he was like, I'm nervous right now. He's like, I still get nervous before I speak. And this is a guy who speaks to hundreds of thousands of people every weekend. And he said, I used to have to throw up in a bucket before I got on stage. And I was like, what? You know, like I think everybody in the room, they're just that that wall kind of fell down between – us and Craig of like, well, we could never be him. We could never do what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, that it totally just like shattered because it was like, wow, he, he felt that way too. And so I think there's just something so wonderful when we can do life with one another and realize yeah. like none of us have it together. Right. Some of us are more experienced and feel more comfortable, but we're all on a journey of just trying to figure things out.
0: Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's huge. Cause I mean, He's like a well known. Yeah, he's vi- huge. Right. <laughs> he's probably done speaking on a stage thousands of times, right? Yeah, yeah, to hundreds of thousands <laughs> yeah. of people.
1: And he still gets nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry that I feel good about you being nervous right now, but <laughs> it makes me feel good.
0: <laughs> well, and it goes to show too that like you never really arrive. That there's not this like, oh, one day I won't wrestle with fear or imposter syndrome. That as long as we're here on this earth, we get to battle it with the truth that we know. And maybe it means throwing up in a bucket before you go on stage. (laughs) Um, But wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah.
1: So good. So good. So big dreams. You and I both help individuals just kind of walk through their big dreams and help them get unstuck and really just drive into their passions and like what God created them to do. But a lot of times, and I don't know if you've even felt this with your business, I feel this with certain aspects of mine. Sometimes the dream just seems too large, just too big. And God's actually calling you to do things that you don't know how to do that. Like you're really, truly unqualified when it comes down to like a resume paper. You know, God has qualified us all and he'll equip us, but like you really are unqualified. You don't know how to get from A to Z and you just are feeling that heat and that pressure. You know, how can you move forward from that moment and really start to execute what God's asking you to
0: do? It feels terrifying to... Kind of know that you're being asked or called into something that's so much bigger than yourself. That's why I use the term God-shaped dream, because it's usually not something that you would have been like, oh, yeah, I think I'll just go do this thing all on my own, all on my own strength. It's like, no, it requires your surrender and your dependence on Him, And you made me think of, you know, like when else in life are we, you know, asked to do something we don't feel qualified to do? And I think about, you know, my little kids when they were learning to walk, you know, I wouldn't have ever said, like, okay, you're not qualified. Please don't attempt to make your first step. (laughs) You know, like you just stay seated or laying on the floor or whatever. It's like, that's absurd. No, we like, urge and encourage. And we're like, come to mommy, you know, like show us those first steps and they fall down, but you know, they bounce. <laughs> but We're all just figuring it out as we go. And I think, again, the lie is everybody else knows what they're doing, but me. But the reality is if we have a right view of ourselves, that we are dependent on the Lord. And and yet we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us and we bear the image of God. Those truths bolster us even when we don't know what we're doing. And then we have a right view of God that we understand that He's our source of strength and that we can keep going back to Him again and again. Like He doesn't get tired of us being like, I don't know what I'm doing. Would you please help me? (laughs) Like He actually, I think, loves that. Um, Just that humble position that we are put in when we're doing something new that we've never done before and then just taking that one small action and you're going to possibly fail or you're going to fear failure because you're going to do worst case scenario if you have that kind of bent in you but I think every time you attempt something new that you've never done before And then you take it as an opportunity to learn instead of like put this big judgment on yourself. Like I'm either good or bad based on how it went. It's like, no, everything is practice. That's what I told my gals on my retreat this weekend. Everything is practice, all of it. And then one day we'll be face to face with our savior and none of it will matter anyway. You know. So for the person who doesn't feel qualified, it's okay. It's okay. You can still have a dream and you can still take those steps forward
1: as you mentioned, you know, you didn't feel qualified when you started your podcast or the business or even when you were writing, you know, you, yeah. you've thought, you know, I don't consider myself a writer, which is so funny, Merit. It's the same thing. I write all the time. I write for <laughs> companies. I write for other people. I write for myself and I still don't label myself as a writer. It's literally what I do every day. Right. And I still can't God. label myself a writer, which is crazy. And I do a good job at it, you know, and you do a good job at it. And it's just so funny that we don't give ourselves credit with the skills and talents that God has given us. But yeah, we all start out not being good at something and trying to learn It you know I knew nothing about podcasting. You knew nothing about podcasting, and we just we have this beautiful thing called Google now that really helps us try to figure (laughs) things out. And again, finding a community of people who maybe have gone before you and done it already that can help guide you. The possibilities are endless, and then you have a savior that's going to guide you the whole way. And so, I mean, even if he didn't have Google, like he is the ultimate Google, (laughs) you know, Mm. he will, he will download the information to you when you need it and how you should do things. So, yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much for imparting your wisdom on imposter syndrome and really how we can guard our hearts against it and keep moving forward and pursuing our dreams. I do want to give a little bit more time for you to share where the listeners can connect with you via social media and then
0: any other opportunities that you have. You have a lot of great content that they can grab yeah. So I do spend some time on Instagram. So I'm at merit jo over there. And also for the listener who might be feeling like imposter syndrome is keeping you stuck. Um, one of the best ways to connect with me and get some help tackling imposter syndrome is to become part of my dreamer lab community. And that is opening up three times a year. And you can find the waitlist for that at my website. It's meritonsa.com slash dreamer lab. And they, I also have a Facebook group. So, you know, it's, it's kind of depends on where you like to hang out, but those are the three places I am plus on the podcast. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And then one
1: last question. Yes. I would love to know what brought you joy today.
0: Oh, I knew this was coming because I listened to all your episodes. (laughs) Let me think. Um, You know, I was gone all weekend and away from my people. I was on a retreat with some of my students. And just getting to see my daughters wake up this morning when I hadn't gotten to do that the last several days you know, there's just something sweet about those quiet morning minutes. And today was unhurried and I really needed that because I'm tired from the weekend. And so, yeah, just being right where I am with my people, it's just it brings me joy. Sounds lovely. Sounds like lots of
1: contentment there, which is a wonderful place to be. Yeah. Thanks so much, Erica. Yeah. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. And you guys go out and listen to Merritt's podcast. It's absolutely fantastic and get connected with her. So thank you again for being on. Really appreciate you. Thanks. You've got this. You're not alone if you have feelings of imposter syndrome. As Merritt said, if you don't have them, then maybe you aren't stepping out of your comfort zone and into something that requires a whole lot of faith and God. It's normal, but it's not something you have to live with. You can break out of the strongholds of imposter syndrome and start living with carefree confidence that God has called you and will equip you. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers. Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.